the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. And uh, as always, thank you for joining us uh, tonight as we're going to be talking about some interesting things, as always. In our first two segments, we're going to be talking to Dr. Yen Hillengas, who is a physician specializing in cancer research and specifically focusing on a cancer known as multiple myeloma. And Dr. Hillengas, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, you're calling from where tonight? Uh, we are uh, here in Buffalo, New York, where I work at Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, we, we detect a bit of an accent. Where are you from? Yeah, I just wanted to mention that uh, I think even in radio you will hear or see my accent. I'm actually usually, uh, originally from Germany and I was trained uh, in Heidelberg Medical School and worked at the Heidelberg University where I was uh, the deputy head of the multiple myeloma group there, which is the largest in Europe. So I have very... have started starting with my doctoral thesis have um, been involved in multiple myeloma research and actually basically stuck with it the last 20 years nearly yeah. so you definitely are immersed in the subject of multiple yes. myeloma as a cancer you're no stranger to it uh-huh. No, not really. Um, I have treated a lot of patients. I have done research and I'm um, connected with other researchers doing research in multiple myeloma. Uh, up until the last several months, uh, I've heard of a lot of cancers, but I haven't heard of multiple myeloma. What, yeah. is, what is multiple myeloma and how, how frequent does it appear in the population? Yeah. Uh, that's an excellent question because it's not very common and that's also a problem by itself because oftentimes doctors don't think of multiple myeloma. It's when I, when I give my, my lectures in, in med school, I usually tell them this is a think of it cancer so, or a think of it disease even. And the incidence, so meaning the new diagnosis per year are between 5 and 15 in 100,000 uh, inhabitants and we say that about 30,000 newly diagnosed patients in the U.S. Um, have multiple myeloma. And the major symptoms that lead the patients to the doctor are pain because the myeloma cells, those cancer cells, they are part of the immune system um, and they uh, overactivate bone-eating cells that are normal in our body. They, our bone is turned over all the time and uh, there are bone-eating and bone-building cells and the bone-eating cells are overactivated by the myeloma cells. And this can cause holes, punched out holes in the bones which then uh, can lead to pain by itself or even to a fracture which of course then again leads to pain. This is one major symptom and it oftentimes happens in the vertebral spine, so in the, in the, in the spine, in the vertebral bodies and uh, this causes back pain. The problem there is, of course, a lot of people have back pain, but not, as you mentioned, not very many people have multiple myeloma, so that's a challenge by itself. It is a uh, um, systemic disease and a uh, disease of the immune system, meaning patients oftentimes have a higher susceptibility to uh, infections, uh, which then can lead them to their doctor. And also the, because it's uh, happening in the bone marrow where our blood is formed, the blood uh, values can go down. And so patients get tired, get very fatigued, get um, even short of breath, um, which is another important symptom. And the, the last major symptom is uh, kidney dysfunction because those plasma cells they produce so-called immunoglobulins that are proteins and they can kind of clot the kidneys and, and cause uh, kidney dysfunction. That was a lot, doctor. Uh, I feel like we're in a medical lecture. So we're going <laughs> to... My, my full-time job is being a lawyer, so we, we always try to break these things down for, yeah. uh, for average people who aren't mm -hmm. medically trained. Yeah. Um, when we talk about pain... And uh, you know, we have the aging process, for example, with regard to back pain generally. Yeah. With, with back pain, we can have it caused by arthritic conditions, degeneration yeah. of the disc materials, muscle yeah. pulls, things like that. How 
how would one, we, we don't want everyone out there listening to think because their back hurts they have multiple myeloma, yeah. but uh, how is the pain with multiple myeloma in the back, how is that different than these other pains I mentioned? Yeah, um, it's always difficult to, to really differentiate pain, but what is rather typical for the myeloma pain is that it's getting worse and worse and worse. And um, if, if one has back pain, it could lead you or should lead you to a doctor, but not uh, directly to oncologist. But when it's getting worse and worse and worse, and you don't get a reason for that, as you mentioned, like degenerative changes or like the back pain that a lot of patients have, like with um, muscular pain, then if it's getting worse and worse and worse, that's a rather typical sign for a cancerous or a proliferative um, uh, pain. Yeah. What... Uh is there a appear just in the lower back or all up and down yeah. the spine generally or does it, it isolate? It can be in the whole skeleton actually. Um, the most uh, common areas are the lower back and the, the rest of the spine. But it can basically, I had patients who, who had their first diagnosis while breaking an arm or leg. So that can also happen, but the most common ones, and we think it's because there is bone marrow, this, this nurturing environment that builds the blood, um, it is oftentimes rather in the spine. Which is interesting because when I, when I think of anything dealing with the production of blood products and I think of bone marrow, I just think of the femurs as being sort of yeah. like the place. And if there would be some type of a blood product production problem in the marrow, that yeah. it would, uh, would appear maybe first or early on in the femur first. Uh, that that's not correct. I'm wrong, obviously. Uh, um, sorry to say that. Yeah, but <laughs> so that's okay. There is also, there's also a bone marrow in the in the long bones, like in the uh, femora. But in in adults, especially in babies, have it all over the the skeleton. But adults have it basically mostly in the pelvis, in the spine, in the sternum, and in the skull where our blood is formed. Yeah. When we talk about adults. Uh, What's the frequency of, of this uh, this cancer between children and adults? And, and with adults, what, what ages are we talking about for vulnerability or, or most yeah, likely? The median, the median age is about 69 to 70 years of age. Um, children re very, very, very rarely have multiple myeloma. I've seen very few uh, patients, and the literature also says it's not a disease of children. It's a disease of um, advanced age. Um, but I also have patients in their 20s, 30s, 40s, um, but the, the peak of diagnosis is uh, around 70 years of age. Yeah. I'd like to go back for a moment. Uh, you did mention plasma cells, yeah. and uh, that's something, I, I guess, that is really strongly linked and descriptive of what multiple myeloma is all about. Uh, yeah. If you could tell us what, what's happening with plasma cells and uh, yeah. why, why is that a problem? Yeah, plasma cells usually are there to produce so-called antibodies, uh, that is proteins that are like a key in the lock fit against a germ that is in the body. If we have an infection, then those plasma cells, they produce so-called antibodies and attack this germ. And they, they are very specific for this germ. And when, when the infection is over, they go back in the bone marrow and, and wait until the same germ comes back. And if another germ comes, another set of plasma cells is built. So that's their job. Um, and at one point, and we still don't really know what is the reason for that. There are a few like statistical um, information that we have, but basically those plasma cells, um, something goes wrong and then they start to produce a so-called monoclonal protein, which is always the same protein, the same antibody that is not really working. It has no, no germ to, to attack. It's just produced and that is something that we can measure. And this is something that is actually pretty common um, in the older population, in the elderly population, uh, above the age of 70, 80, uh, up to 10% of, uh, of individuals can have this protein in their blood, which by itself is not a disease. It's just a blood finding or a lab finding. And, but those patients have a risk of very low risk, but of about 1% per year to develop multiple myeloma. So there's the connection of those normal plasma cells or this continuum to plasma cells that something went wrong and they're not causing cancer. And then the last step kind of is the cancer. And a lot of patients have this monoclonal gemopathy, as we call it, and very, very few patients, as we already talked about, have the multiple myeloma. Now, if they have this type of a, I suppose, a, a, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm trying to interpret into 
non-medical speak, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the thought of having plasma cells that are being developed that really aren't functioning as plasma cells are intended to function. Is that yeah. somewhat what we're talking about? Yeah, also. I mean, the, the dysfunction that this wrong protein, that is usually not causing any, uh, any issues other than what I mentioned earlier, that it, they can kind of uh, accumulate in the kidneys and, and cause a renal dysfunction. But um, the, they, the wrong plasma cells, those monoclonal plasma cells, they cannot help to fight infection. So that's one, one symptom, as I mentioned earlier, um, this higher risk of infections is caused because there is not enough room for the healthy plasma cells and also the healthy further immune cells. We have a lot of different immune cells in our bone marrow, in our blood, and they cannot be formed because the plasma cells take, in, in the case of multiple myeloma, they ca take the, the place of, of the normal bone marrow. Jan Hillengas uh, from, uh, he's in Buffalo, New York at a cancer research center. We're talking about the very specific cancer known as multiple myeloma. And uh, we're going to come back after a short break, and we're going to talk to Dr. Hillengas about what's going on with treatment and uh, how lethal is this particular kind of cancer. So you want to hear Dr. Hillengas's uh, report. We'll take a short break. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips & Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips & Millie at 440-243-2800. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance how's your back every day thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life dr patrick mccluskey and his staff at the timber ridge neck and back pain clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains located in north royalton at sprague and york roads schedule an appointment today with the timber ridge neck and back pain clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment that's 440-884-0083 just imagine being neck and back pain free more than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips & Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. In uh, this segment, we're talking to Dr. 
Jan Hillengas, who is a doctor involved in cancer research, and he has spent his 20-plus year career dealing with cancer, and that is multiple myeloma. And uh, we were just talking to Dr. Hillengas about uh, what, what that is, dealing with plasma cells and bone marrow and so forth. And Dr. Hillengas, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you very much for having me, Nick. You know, we, we did talk about the uh, the condition and, and the cancer, you know, and it uh, frequently presents itself uh, as back pain, and uh, we have to differentiate between that kind of back pain and arthritic uh, back pain, muscle back pain, and so on. Uh, and you said in the back, and it could be anywhere along the back, what, what kind of pain levels? I know as patients we're always asked, describe pain yeah. on a scale of 1 to 10. Yeah. What, what pain level should you start really being concerned about? Yeah, that's a, an excellent question. That's, unfortunately, it's very difficult to say because, as you know, every patient is different. Every patient has a different level of how they um, experience pain. So I could not really say a number. I know that myeloma bone pain is a very high level of pain. So I have patients telling me seven to eight to nine, up to 10. They, say they cannot sit, they cannot stand, they don't know what to do. So it's a very high level of pain. But unfortunately, it can also be, I mean, it's nice if, if it's a low level of pain, but it's not the signal that they oftentimes would need to go to a doctor. So it's very different. It's very individual for every patient. When, when people are finally diagnosed with multiple myeloma, uh, are there, do they stage it uh, like other cancers, like stage one, two, three, yeah. four, so There are stages. Um, well, I, I mentioned earlier that we have this precursor disease, this MGUS, and then there is something between the MGUS, this monoclonal gammopathy of undetermined significance, where you only have this protein, no symptoms, and then there's something in between this and multiple myeloma, so-called smoldering multiple myeloma, and this is defined by a it fulfills some several criteria that it is a multiple myeloma, but patients don't have symptoms. So these MGUS and this smoldering myeloma are diagnosed by chance, by yeah, when when a blood blood is drawn and this specific test is done, and multiple myeloma then is defined as having symptoms. So um, there have been several staging systems. Some are prognostic, some are more assessing the tumor burden, um, but they are more academic for the patient. It's more important if they're symptomatic or un, uh, not symptomatic because we usually treat mostly patients with so-called high-risk smoldering and then symptomatic disease. Every symptomatic patient should get treatment. Well, what about uh, people just as a matter of screening uh, when they're in their 50s or 60s or 70s? Uh, should they uh, ask their primary care physician to have a blood test uh, that would screen for, for that particular plasma condition? Yeah, there's a lot of discussion among experts and at the moment it's not recommended because it's such a rare disease and we cannot screen for everything. And what I also learned that patients with these early stages oftentimes suffer a lot. We actually did an analysis and looked into the anxiety depression levels like on a psycho-oncological level and they oftentimes suffer similar to the to the symptomatic patients because in the symptomatic patient we say okay now we treat you we do something for you in the asymptomatic patients sometimes we say okay we don't treat you because it's not of benefit for you and patients oftentimes suffer from that and this this asymptomatic stages don't cause any harm and they might have never develop into myeloma therefore we do not recommend uh, screening actually just uh, on a side note there's a very interesting study in Iceland going on where they screen the whole population above the age of 40 in Iceland and uh, they look for those early stages um, but it's this is it has just started and is is ongoing so we cannot really say that screening makes sense for myeloma so uh, there'll be an interesting study to uh, see how it results to determine whether uh, yes, exactly. there's, there's a high degree and a high level of people with the uh, precursor yeah. plasma cells that, uh, yeah. that don't turn into multiple myeloma. Exactly. Like yeah. other cancers, um, is, it, uh, is treatment more successful the earlier you diagnose it, diagnose it the yeah. later? Yeah, that's something that's very challenging for doctors and patients because, as I mentioned, there have been trials treating the very early stages of the disease and most of, not all of them, but most of those trials were showing that the disease, the actual multiple myeloma, came later, but the overall survival the time uh, until the patient dies from the disease uh, was not really later, so patients just had earlier uh, side effects of the treatment. 
and there is um, so there is at the moment the recommendation is really to to start treatment at a certain point and it's very well defined we have certain risk factors that cause or that trigger the treatment and as I mentioned the symptoms will also uh, cause treatment and with regard to the kinds of treatments uh, how, let me ask first if you're diagnosed with multiple myeloma what what is the outlook what's the prognosis yeah again very individual especially in myeloma um there have been pay i mean it's it's a range from a few months which is very rare until 10 20 years so the the like the um, median time of overall survival is five to eight years but that is very difficult to say because this is based on data that has been or uh, on patients that have been diagnosed like five eight years ago and now our treatment options are much better than at that time so we cannot really put a number on that um, I usually tell my patients they should live their life because they have life and um, they have quality of life unfortunately multiple myeloma at the moment is considered to be in Curable, so the disease comes back after a successful treatment, and most treatments at the moment are successful, but at one point the disease becomes resistant and it comes back and we have to change the treatment. Well, when you're first uh, diagnosed with multiple myeloma, uh, how likely is it that you can achieve a remission with uh, present-day treatments? Yeah. This is very likely. It's, it's above the, the level of 90%, so nearly all patients respond to the initial treatments, but the longer the disease goes on and the more treatments are used uh, in a patient or the, the more treatment are applied, um, the, the lower the, or the, the shorter the time until the disease comes back is, but that's true for every cancer, uh, and the, yeah, the, the more difficult it becomes to treat. But in the beginning, it's very well treatable. Most patients really the vast majority respond and respond well and have time um, with a very low level of treatment. We usually treat until the disease comes back, so it's a continuous treatment, but it's on a lower level than after a more aggressive induction treatment, as we call it. Yeah, there, there's been some litigation uh, out there questioning the cause of multiple myeloma. Yeah. Uh, for example, there's a, a, a chemical out there sold commercially as uh, Roundup, uh, and it includes a chemical known as what uh, I think it's pronounced uh, glyphosate. Mm -hmm. uh, has this been linked, or are there any? Maybe we just sort of zoom out and talk generally. Uh, yeah. are, are there any known or uh, suspect causes for multiple myeloma, or is it strictly a, 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 a local genetic thing? Or what, what have you found out? Yeah. So um, all the knowledge we have about the causes of multiple myeloma are retrospective. So we the researchers looked into databases and looked, okay, if a myel if a patient got myeloma, what was what did they experience before in their life? And so what was found is that um, in uh, several exposures to to toxic agents might have an influence. As uh, as, as you hear, it's very like might could. Um, so uh, it was found more com uh, more often in farmers in. Uh, people who have to deal with paint. Um, interestingly, there was a recent publication that firefighters from 9-11 uh, have a higher risk for multiple myeloma. So again, something toxic might be a reason for that, but it's not like lung cancer is caused by, by smoking. Actually, smoking is also something that is linked to myeloma and obesity is linked to myeloma. So several not really clear paths to, to multiple myeloma. And since it's a rather rare disease, it's also not very easy to, to link a certain reason for that. From a, a forensic standpoint, uh, going from might as far as a cause to probable as a cause, mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're not there yet. Does, does that seem to be what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, we, we cannot really say it's, it's, it's basically just numbers where we looked statistically, okay, those patients had more exposure to XYZ, mm -hmm. and so um, there's also some link to radiation, which is sometimes in some populations it was found, in others it wasn't, so at the moment it's very difficult to say, yeah. Very, very to go. Uh, I hate to wait to the last moment, but uh, uh, medications, current medications, new FDA-approved medications for treatment, yeah. uh, what, what is out there? 
Yeah, we have a few uh, groups of patients, uh, sorry, of medications, so-called protosome inhibitors and immunomodulatory drugs. Those are the ones that we, or some of them we use uh, at first diagnosis. And uh, one new approval, and I have to mention that uh, the company that is uh, involved in this approval, uh, also I consulted for them and they are also uh, supporting research at our institutions. So I want to be honest about that. Um, this new approval was Amplicity, Pomalist and Dexamethasone, which is a very um, intriguing new combination because it's, it, of course, it has side effects as all treatments that we do, but it has uh, a very good um, a very good response rate and oh. a very good so-called progression-free survival, meaning the time until the disease comes well, back. Very and it was approved, approved for later line or for uh, second and third line. Excellent, excellent. Out of time, but Dr. Uh, Yen yeah. Hillengas, thank you for sharing with us uh, such in-depth information about multiple myeloma. Thank you so, so Thank much you. for having me. You're welcome. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips on WHK, The Advocate. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. In the next two segments, we're going to be talking about something that we, most of us, almost all of us do every day, and that is driving cars and uh, actually putting ourselves at risk when we get on the highways because of people who might not be free from alcohol or drugs and may not be totally capable of handling their cars. Uh, to talk to us tonight, we have Laura Adams, and she's with driversed.com, uh, and they provide driving training for people, one of the largest in the country. And we're going to talk about some of those dangers out there and what to do about it. Laura, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be with you. My, my pleasure, too. Uh, where are you calling from tonight? I am in Austin, Texas. Oh, very good. Uh, nice and warm down there, I would assume. 
It is. I've been talking to a lot of people around the country who are dealing with some pretty bad weather, and I actually just came from a ski vacation in California where we were just overwhelmed with snow. So I know what it's like out there. It's a pretty dangerous winter. And you get to stay home and warm. Well, (laughs) in in any event, we're talking about Driver's Ed, and uh, tell us about your role with Driver's Ed and what does driversed.com do? I am a safety and education analyst for driversed.com, and the site is the number one online driving school. And a lot of people say, well, Laura, how do you learn to drive online? You know, it doesn't seem like that's... I'd ask that now. (laughs) How do you drive online? And there are a variety of courses offered online, no matter if you're a young driver who's trying to pass your permit test. A lot of people don't realize that 70% of students actually fail their permit test the first time. So if you can complete a driversed.com practice test, new drivers are going to be much more likely to pass on their first try. We also have um, courses like Traffic School. This is the course that you can take if you've got some type of a, a ticket on your record. Maybe it's a moving violation or a speeding ticket. Taking one of these defensive driving courses can actually help keep your your record clean or clear, and uh, that will help your insurance rates from going up after getting some type of a moving violation. Or maybe you're just looking to beef up your skills. Maybe you've moved to a new state, and you just want to make sure that you can, you know, be up to date on what the laws are uh, where you are and be a better driver. It can also qualify you for an auto insurance discount, which is something a lot of people don't realize. So I would say check with your insurance company if they do offer a discount um, taking a, a driver's ed course online can be a really simple way to save some money for multiple years into the future now here in ohio you can take a driving course a defensive driving course type of a thing and uh, have two off your license is this one of those kinds of courses Absolutely, yes, and it does vary from state to state. You know what? Uh, you know what, which? Uh, how many points are assessed for different violations, and how many can be removed for the uh, traffic school? But yes, traffic school is just a really smart way to make sure that your your rates go up after you get a speeding ticket. It, it, you know, it's very common um, to see those rates bump up. So if you're proactive and you you know go quickly get this uh, course under your belt, you're going to be uh, much better off for it in terms of the rate that you're going to pay for auto insurance. So uh, I, I know many times you, here in Ohio, they have these courses taught like at high schools and city halls and things like that. Uh, so it's possible to take your course from the comfort of your own home whenever you want to do it and still get the benefit of losing points? Absolutely. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, I've done uh, traffic school before, and I remember going into a classroom and kind of having to go on, uh, you know, certain nights of the week and, and going with a group. But, yes, you can actually just do it online. And um, driversed.com has been teaching people how to drive, and uh, they are definitely approved by the Road Safety Educators Association and accredited by uh, many different associations across the United States. So you definitely mm-hmm. want to do this with a school that is accredited to make sure that you are getting the benefit um, of that on your driving record. So we are uh, kind of, the, I think, the best place to go. So it is convenient and it is accredited, and it's certainly going to help you save some money. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the, the hour here, the uh, roads are pretty dangerous. People who are driving under the influence of alcohol or drugs or a combination of both are or even prescription medications are just falling asleep at the wheel. Uh, it's, it's a dangerous thing. Now, does your group uh, do studies or research the numbers on what's going on out there? We do. You know, we recently observed National Drug and Alcohol Facts Week um, at the end of January, and that's just a time when we really take a look at uh, drinking and driving statistics and drug statistics and trying to bring those 
pretty shocking numbers to light so that people realize it really is still a problem. And you know, you, even if you are the best driver out there and you're definitely sober while you're driving, um, it's good to realize that many of the people on the road around you are probably not sober. And you know, this is kind of a shocking thing to realize, but uh, understanding that people on the road are, are just either distracted or, or can be um, you know, talking on a cell phone or under the influence of drugs or alcohol it really brings home the point that we need to be more defensive and, and more aware while we're on the road. Now, in, in our law practice where we deal with uh, many, many car car accidents and injuries, you know, of course, we represent the people who are victims of the negligence of other people. And it's without fail that uh, our, our people, our clients, uh, have been able to do nothing to avoid it. If someone's going to be crashing through a, a red light, and you're just driving happily through an intersection because you have a green light, you're totally taken by surprise. Uh, with so many of these happening around the country, uh, how do you measure these uh, different events? Do you keep statistics on how many serious injuries or how many deaths or how many alcohol cases there are, or, or what do you do? Yeah, so we certainly incorporate a lot of this information into the driversed.com curriculum. Um, and, you know, right now we know that about 800 people are injured each day in drunk driving incidents. And so that comes to about 300,000 people a year uh, that are injured in alcohol-involved accidents. Um, and even though over time, over the past few decades, we have seen the number of injuries and deaths from alcohol on the road go down. Um, these numbers are still just incredibly huge. You know, one death from an alcohol-related accident is, is too many. Um, and so we do know that about 30 people a day are killed in drunk driving accidents. That's about 10,000 a year. Um, so, you know, these are just really high numbers, and we really want to bring this to light to make sure people realize that it is a problem. You, you should definitely not be behind the wheel if you feel impaired at all. And as you mentioned, it's not just um, alcohol. It's also prescription drugs that can cause you to be uh, driving under what we would consider under the influence. And anytime you're under the influence, you are not as sharp as you would be when you're sober. Your reaction time is different. The way you respond um, to unexpected events on the road, even the way perhaps you perceive a risk while you're driving uh, is going to be different uh, when you're sober versus being on either an illegal or a legal drug. Yeah, as we mentioned, drugs, alcohol, or even some physical things. Uh, we um, we have like about a minute or so before we take our break, but uh, senior citizens, uh, after a certain age, I'm assuming that they're just not as sharp as they were when they were like in their 20s and 30s. You get someone who's maybe in their 80s, 90s, or even older, <laughs> if they are, uh, driving around and uh, they they become a danger to themselves and other people. Uh, is uh, there anything that your group can do to train older people or screen them? And uh, we'll, we'll have a look, about a minute, then we'll take a break and come back and get into more detail. But we are talking to Laura Adams, by the way. She's from driversed.com. And we're talking about driver safety and how dangerous the roads are, not because of your driving, but because of the driving of others. And uh, we're going to get back with uh, Laura and, and find out uh, what's going on with senior citizens. Because I know with the baby boomers aging, I, I assume that many of them are going to start having problems with vision, perhaps. Uh, have uh, other problems with um, maybe hearing and other problems that might be affecting uh, how, they're, how they're driving, how they're supposed to be driving. But uh, we'll be back with Laura in a moment. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You didn't. 
plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I, at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Our military service members volunteer to protect us in the most dangerous places around the world. They step up. And when they are severely ill or injured, returning to their families is only the beginning of their long road home. Wounded Warrior Project provides these brave men and women whatever they need to continue their fight for independence at no cost for life. So now it's time for a grateful nation to step up. Join us at findwwp.org. Welcome back, Cleveland. This is Nick Phillips with The Advocate. This is our final segment tonight. And uh, we're talking about um, the dangers of driving on our highways and byways. And with us tonight, we have Laura Adams. She's from driversed.com, and uh, they do a lot of studies about the dangers of driving and uh, how to get around it. So, Laura, thank you again for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. You know, we were talking just before the break about senior citizens. Uh, what, what do you do with senior citizens? How do you help them keep their driving privileges longer, which they all want yeah, to so do? It, you know, it really is something that is up to each individual, you know, and I think it's wise for families to, you know, watch out for, for older relatives and uh, make sure that they are not on the road if they really aren't as sharp as they used to be or, or should be. Um, and as you mentioned, there's a lot going on with senior citizens. You know, not only perhaps are your reaction times slower, but, you know, you may be taking more prescription medication. You know, as we get older, where we may have some health issues that require medication. You may have issues with your sight or your hearing that you did not have decades earlier. So it really is a time when seniors need to make sure that they stay sharp. And driversed.com does offer driver education for mature drivers, for senior citizens. 
And what's interesting is that with uh, your insurance, most companies do realize that after a certain age, uh, you know, your driving skills are just going to diminish. And so they encourage you to get driver education and will actually reward you with a discount if you complete it. So it could be as easy as just going to one of the driversed.com courses in the state where you live and and choosing, um, uh, you know, an education class. And they are, you know, quite reasonable. I mean, when you're talking about a driver's ed course that is, you know, perhaps $50 to $100, um, but looking at saving on your auto insurance for, let's say, three years into the future, perhaps 10 20%, it could even be more depending on your insurer, that course can definitely pay for itself. So not only is it a way to save a little bit of money on your auto insurance, but it allows you to stay sharp and make sure that you are up to date on the rules and the regulations in your state. They're actually changing all the time. You know, things like texting and driving and talking and driving, uh, those regulations do change. So it's, it's smart to keep up with those if you haven't taken a driver's ed course in a while. Is there a general age where seniors are presumed to uh, have some kind of diminished uh, abilities and do need some help? Is there an age on that? The insurance companies typically use the age of 50 or even 55 as the cutoff, which seems quite young. It does. um, 55 is is the new 30. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they they really um, are are offering these discounts, typically starting at age 50 or 55. So, you know, that's a great time to maybe just check in with your insurance company, ask what, what type of discount they're offering, and complete that course. Once you've done that, it's going to stay on your record with the insurance company, typically for three years. So every three years thereafter, you want to make sure that you uh, maintain that education and maintain that discount. But I will say that seniors in general, um, you know, don't have the high rates that we see for teenagers. Teenagers are actually the most expensive group to insure because statistically they just get into more accidents, they have more moving violations, they're riskier as a group. Well, I I can see that. That's always been the case. You know, going back to uh, seniors, not just seniors, but anyone who's taking medications, it's possible that uh, mixing prescription drugs with alcohol. You don't have to have all the alcohol you would normally have to require yourself to be legally intoxicated to be impaired. And in Ohio, at least, and I'm sure most states, that they uh, amended the the violations and the laws for uh, from alcohol only to operating a vehicle while uh, having some type of impairment. And uh, if that happens, you're going to be impacted by legal fees, fines, uh, insurance consequences and all kinds of things that will run into the thousands of dollars. So uh, from the standpoint of anyone out there who's thinking of drinking and driving, the simple answer is don't. But on the other side, if we're out there and we're not intoxicated, uh, are there any driver's tips that you can offer as to what can we do to be safe other than get off the road after like midnight or something? Yeah, and you you mentioned the time of day. That really is important. Um, We do know that many of the deadliest accidents do occur either very early in the morning or late at night. Um, And so if you can stay off of the road at night, and particularly weekend nights, um, that alone can keep you safe. Um, So, you know, we want to think about the fact that over one million people are arrested each year for driving under the influence of drugs or alcohol. So even, you know, if they're not involved in, in some deadly accident, you know, over a million people a year uh, being caught for driving under the influence of drugs or alcohol is, is just incredible. And the statistics just show they, that you are four times as likely to be in an accident involving a drunk driver at night than during the day. Um, so this is uh, just, you know, something to be aware of. Um, if you don't have to be on the road at night or on a weekend night, um, you know, stay home. Uh, it, it, it may not be necessary to be out on the road um, at those dangerous times. Well, cars weigh a lot, so do pickup trucks and vans. And as they're moving along at even 35 miles an hour or 50 miles an hour, if they hit somebody, they're going to hurt them. 
And uh, as, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking of a, of a time uh, we were out with another couple, and uh, we were driving along and watching someone who was weaving left to center, just like a police officer would do. The person, after a while, appeared to be intoxicated, so we used our cell phone, called in, and they did set up a, a roadblock and, uh, and stopped the individual. And I remember the person asked me, he said, well, why did you turn us in? And I said, we didn't want you to kill somebody. And uh, at one point they pulled off the road and then drove over a sidewalk and came back out driving on the sidewalk. I mean, it was obvious they were really, really gone. But uh, this stuff is so so dangerous. Uh, the um, Are there courses that you guys offer for people who have been convicted of drunk driving? We don't particularly have uh, anything geared for those from DUI, um, but you know certainly any level of education is going to be helpful. Um, it's difficult to you know remove the, the DUI from the record. It, it doesn't work the way uh, it does with uh, which I'm sure you know with um, with points for speeding or moving violations. Um, but I do think that uh, education is the key. Really is. It, it, it's having that awareness of what the potential consequences are and, and keeping those in mind. And, and I think when most people think about it, um, it, you know, they can make the conclusion that it's just not worth it. It's not worth it in terms of your own life or taking others' lives or even just the financial uh, consequences of, of getting a DUI and all of the, uh, the, the consequences that go with it, as you mentioned, legal fees and, and uh, insurance costs. Um, it really can be devastating. You know, over the course of practicing for many years, <laughs> uh, some unusual situations come up, and I wonder how you guys handle things, such as um, every now and then you'll run into adults who are functionally illiterate. Uh, is there a way you can help them pass a driving test? Yeah, that's uh, very interesting, and I do think um, those one-on-one -on -one courses that we offer, the in-car lessons, uh, are really probably the most effective for anyone who is not, you know, internet savvy or, or literate. Um, those that one-on-one -on -one, uh, instruction, I think, uh, you know, would be ideal. Anything for special needs people, uh, for example, uh, and there's a full spectrum of autism. But uh, someone who is autistic and otherwise might find it difficult or too stressful to take testing and so on. Uh, are there special preparation methods that you go through to help them pass these tests? Yeah, that's a wonderful question, and I've never been asked that before. And I have to imagine that the instructors that we are, are partnered with throughout the United States are well-equipped um, to deal with folks that are um, handicapped and also, you know, dealing with all kinds of uh, different diagnoses uh, regarding autism. So, yeah, that's a very interesting question and, and certainly is something that, that you know, drivers need to be aware of that there are going right. to be a variety of, of different types of drivers that they may come in contact with. Um, so yeah, it's uh, probably a growing area uh, of driving, helping those who have different levels of disability. And, and I um, appreciate that you brought that up. Well, thank you, thank you. Well, the name of the company is called DriversEd.com, and we we're talking to Laura Adams. Laura, thank you so much for your help tonight. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be with you. My Thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great week. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset, sat and drank my fresh mint tea, with nothing to do until morning, and only my mind for company. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.